0: My name is Adam Kunal and I am a collaborative composer. Join me in the search for a career in classical music. This is the Making Noise podcast.
1: It's time for everything, you know?
0: Either way, I think it's going to be good.
1: <laughs> I'm right. excited.
0: Can you see, is it recording? Can you see that?
1: I see it. I can watch you whether you're, you know, recording me or not. So you can't really pull any, you know, sneaky... <laughs> Attacks on me.
0: I don't want to try to do that, but I do, I do find that a lot of fun to do.
1: Right? Yeah. No, like, can't be. Can't pull any shady stuff on here.
0: No, no. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom is good like that for the most part. I think. I don't know. You I said, think it is? You said you don't really use Zoom much. Do you use something different or?
1: Um. You know, I I don't do a whole lot of like virtual things. Uh. I. You know, work is all face to face Mm -hmm. um and then if i'm like chatting with friends who are not here i use most of my iphones so i pretty much exclusively facetime
0: oh yeah yeah well that that makes it incredibly easy then
1: yeah yeah
0: i'm not one of those people i have an ipad but not an iphone well actually you can still facetime on ipad right
1: yeah yeah you totally can
0: see I can be one of those people then
1: you could yeah I use it literally zoom on is on my computer because I use it for my life coaching sessions like Mm. so I use it once a month that's awesome get the invitation and then I just hit the link and and I'm in you know (laughs) I've never set up my own like meeting or anything with zoom
0: how how long have you been doing life coaching sessions that sounds really interesting
1: uh, so it started with, as therapy actually. Um, so while I was in my master's at Bowling green that, uh, that year that I was off. So your last year when I was supposed to graduate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my leave of absence here. I started, uh, therapy with uh, the same guy I'm seeing now, but we've transitioned into life coaching because we're across state lines. And I, I really only see him once a month for maintenance and then like in emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, counseling and life coaching are a little different. Cause like it's, some of the stuff we talk about is not nearly the same as when I was in like actual counseling therapy. Um, now it's just more of like, uh, concepts and like day-to-day functioning kind of things. Uh, cope, we still talk a little bit about coping skills, but we don't really get uh, much into like like, uh, like, if we're talking about anxiety, we'll still talk about anxiety as a concept, but we aren't talking about, like, diagnosing anyone or possibly diagnosing anyone, well, me, with anything, you know? <laughs> so, it's really interesting. Um, it was kind of a gradual, I think, because I've, I've been seeing the same person for it all, uh, it was super easy to gradually move into life coaching Uh, Because we already had this, like, rapport um, Mm -hmm. from counseling. So, uh, and then I, so really the life coaching started after basic training. So I'd been gone for 10 weeks. Uh, I started AIT, so advanced individual training, um, after I enlisted in the Army. Um, So I was there, and when I was in AIT, I, I had my phone again. And uh, basic training was just this crazy experience of like completely being taken taken out of the world. You know, it's like the only thing. <clears throat> sorry, allergies are bad. I don't have the Rona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the only thing you know in your basic training are like the four walls around you. And if you go outside and the PT and the drill sergeant's yelling and like the craziness that is basic training, like you don't have access to the outside world. <clears throat> so it was really crazy.
0: How How long did that go on for?
1: Um, so basic training itself is nine weeks and four days for the army. And, uh, you, but when you get there, you're in a reception period, which can be anywhere from like three days to a whole week. Uh, mine was a, exactly a week, maybe a couple of days longer than a week. Cause, uh, I felt like in a weekend and there was like a long week. It was super weird. Um, so you're not actually in training at that point. You're base uh, they call in processing. So you get there and they're kind of, they're doing all your medical stuff. You're getting your shots, uh, you're getting your ID. The guys get the haircut. Um, you're getting dental records started. Um, just kind of anything that the military needs from you, they're doing it right there. You're getting your glasses, uh, issuing uniforms, all that kind of like. Admin kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, setting up your pay. That's important. Set up your pay. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get paid in basic training and it's awesome because you're not spending any money.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> so, um, that that for me was a pretty much exactly a week, if I remember correctly. And they call it shipping you to basic training. So, you're staying on the same uh, installation. So, I was at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And I never moved, you know, I went from the little area that was reception, and they put us all on a bus, and the drill, that's the first time you see, like, your drill sergeants, because um, there are drill sergeants at the reception area, but they're not the drill sergeants you have for your training period, mm-hmm. so that's the first time you see your drill sergeants, and, you know, they're quiet, and they're just standing on the bus, arms cl- across you just like, oh shit what (laughs) have I done you know like am I allowed to
0: talk to you
1: (laughs) no you it's terrifying it's super scary um
0: oh my god
1: but uh then they ship you off to basic training so they move you to a different area and that's where your training starts so that's nine weeks and four days i had a very unfortunate situation though where while i was there it was uh i was supposed to graduate on september 7th 2019 and that is when hurricane dorian hit that side of the united states so like two days before I'm supposed to graduate my mom's supposed to like come and see me I have to call her and be like yeah you can't they're canceling everything like don't get on the airplane Uh, so it was crazy so then uh, because of that I I got stuck there a little bit longer Um, I ended up being there it was only two days longer than I was supposed to be in basic training but I also didn't like get my days with my family or get to like leave and go do things so I was like in the basic training area for four days longer than I was supposed to be oh, so it was crazy there's absolute craziness um I don't remember how we got on that tangent though
0: well it was um you, you <laughs> mentioned how there's the we were period. talking about
1: life coaching
0: yeah yeah, yeah but you, you had mentioned about the the period during basic training where um uh you have no contact with the outside world
1: yeah 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 so, so
0: and I asked about that
1: yeah uh so yeah my only contact with the outside world was like the old school writing letters you Ooh. know like i love it you're sitting up late at night with your flashlight like you're not supposed to be awake you're just like dear mom everything is crazy please <laughs> save me you know, like, <laughs> because like you don't always have a lot of time to write uh you, you don't have time to write during the day like you're in training you're up mm. at five o'clock in the morning well really you're up at like 3 30 in the morning mm. um and the, you're you're Busy, it's this hurry up and wait thing is a really common thing that you hear about the military because like, there's a lot of sitting. There are a lot of moments where you're kind of sitting around because there are 250 people in your little they call our company and our area that they're training. So like, if we're out at the range, 250 people have to shoot and qualify on their weapon. So that's like a full day of. I've shot, I've qualified. Now I just have to wait for 249 other people to do the same. Uh, which takes full days, but you're, when you're there doing those things, like you're not allowed to be writing letters and doing things like that. Cause you have to be paying attention cause you're around live ammo and like weapons and like, it's a real safety thing, you know? Um, so you're, you're trying to, you know, write your letters and you're like, uh, you get an hour of personal time every evening after dinner. Uh, so you're like, how many letters can I write in this hour? You know, but you also want to like take a shower and you know, you got to get in the shower first cause there's 65 other girls in this bay and there's only oh my like God. 24 showers, you know? <laughs> like, so you, you're like, you're really learning how to manage your time cause you aren't getting a ton of personal time, especially at the beginning. Um, so I'm just like writing letters, you know, like, okay, I can stay up 15 minutes past, past, uh, just hope that no one comes and sees me. So you like turn your light on under your, you know, under your covers and you're just like writing. Um, that's the only, uh, it's the only contact I had with outside world, except for, uh, once every three weeks I did get my cell phone for like five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. something, something silly to so call my mom. Uh, but I don't know what's happening in the news. I don't know. You know I don't know anything. And he, before you join the military, you you take you kind of take advantage of the fact that you have like so much available to you like at all times. So like if you're having a bad day, you just call up your friends. Be like, hey, like you know when we were at BGSU, like if we were having a bad day, we're like, yo, wait, y'all want y'all want to go hit up like jazz night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like you don't have that when you're in basic training. You just you're having a bad day. Like you better figure something out and figure out how to stop having a bad day. Um, and everyone around you like. They're not all really your friends. These are your battle buddies. And like, I got your back kind of people, but I had a hard time being there as old as I am. I was 29 when I was going through basic training and most other people in basic training were 17 still in high school there in the summer before their senior year or 18 just out of high school. So, Mm -hmm. and almost all of them doing completely different jobs than I was doing, which I'm going into the band I've been to college already. They're, you know, joining the military as a means to get themselves into college. A lot of them. There are a few people that are older. I had a few people in the band, so like those become your super close friends. Um, But it's not the same as like we need to go decompress. Uh, You don't you don't get that in basic training. So when I got out, I was like, uh, Mike, that's my life coach's name. I gotta talk. Like we gotta can we can we figure something out? So we've worked out this life coaching uh, situation. So we do it all over Zoom. It's super cool. Um, it's a it's a pretty good situation. I think it's super helpful, especially with like COVID happening and like the anxieties and stress of being in the military in the middle of like a really weird political climate and um, this the stresses of. Going from like, uh, I only do music all day at school to like, oh, I'm a soldier also now, and like, I'm I'm trying to figure out all these new things, moving to a completely new city with a bunch of people I don't know, people coming and going. That's a big thing in the army because uh, we're changing duty stations all the time. So it's like, being able to just roll with things sometimes can get overwhelming. So it's super nice to just be like, I have a life coach. I know I'm going to see him in a week. Like uh, I have all these things going on in my personal life. We can hash it out and then I'll be good to go. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's good stuff.
0: That That's, uh I, I find this incredibly fascinating. I mean, uh, oh, I need to, I want to make sure my phone isn't going to go off. So I'm going to silence that and do
1: that i mean thing. if it goes off it better be like jonathan or someone i mean just like, <laughs> do I get to phone a friend at any point if you ask me anything really hard she like i i uh i claire
0: <laughs> you know we'll, we'll give claire a call <laughs> what happened that one night when we were at uh <laughs> yeah uh, you know stones
1: yeah <laughs> uh, all
0: right i'm gonna say i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna be able to go for about until 6 30 or so so for you i guess that's 7 30 right
1: no, I'm behind you an hour.
0: Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm in that yeah. mountain time. Ooh.
0: Living the mountain lifestyle. All right.
1: That fancy mountain. I got a beautiful mountain. Uh, you can't see it from my window. From my window, I have a, a beautiful view of a basketball court. Mm. Actually, I don't. Yeah, that's what I got out of this window.
0: Just- you're, you're teasing the people,
1: Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's uh, got two hoops. Oof and then uh you know all the markings on the ground that That, that's a
0: unique thing you don't see that every day
1: you don't you don't
0: (laughs) I I I, so with um uh I'm I'm still kind of curious with like what you were saying about being at basic training and then coming out of it and like please divulge as much as you want or like you can be like no dude shut the hell up I don't want to talk about that no Um, we can
1: talk about whatever you want it's so your so, podcast, you make the rules, man.
0: <laughs> I, I try. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm kind of shooting at the hip here. But, um, <laughs> but so what was like, like for 29 years of life, right? You've, you've spent, well, not even 29 years, but for the, however long we've had social media and smartphones and stuff, like you've had that up until you were 29 and in basic training. After coming out of basic training where you went through that period, what was it like essentially 10 weeks
1: uh, I think total, it was like 11 and a half weeks that I didn't have my phone.
0: That's a quarter of a year. That's more, isn't that more than a quarter of a year?
1: It's about, it's about three months. Three months? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So for like three months, you, you, you didn't have any like really much contact as you, as you previously had like the access to your phone. What was it like when you came back into the world again, where you had that access, like was there some sort of switch or like that went off where you're like, what am I doing? Or, or I'm glad to have this. Or I I don't know. Like,
1: Um, you know, I don't remember having the thought of like, Oh, I don't want this anymore. You know, but it, I do remember it being easier to just like have it in my backpack during the day while I was training and like, not being so attached to it all the time. I have since gone right back into my daily 21st century phone in my hand all the time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like at first, you know, it was like, cool. I just got my phone in my backpack and I'll pull it out if I need it. And it wasn't really an issue, but I was also like incredibly thankful to be able to just like call my mom at the end of the day, Hmm. because not every AIT uh, in the army has that uh, privilege to be able to do that. And as a soldier in training, that is something that literally is a privilege. So had anyone done anything like not responsible, that's something that very easily could have been taken from us. So I, I think that the army does this incredible job of like uh, one teaching responsibility as a group, Um, And teaching you to work as a team and like, if, uh, you know, specialist whatever messes up like I mess up so we got to keep each other accountable. So there were a lot of conversations within us like as a group would be like you know like we saw you on your phone a lot in the practice room and like if someone walks by they're gonna get us and like we're all gonna lose our phones and so like those conversations happened a lot and we had a really awesome in my AIT class how we had like 60 of us total and it's a mix of people that are going into the active duty military which is what I do um into the national guard uh, so each each state has their own National Guard band, and then there are a few reserve bands. So there's this mixture of of people at AIT. Uh, most of the people going into the active duty sector are people who have bachelor's or master's, um, and closer to my age, anywhere from like actually a lot of some of them were maybe 22, 23, 24. Um, but most of the National Guard uh, soldiers were were just out of high school or like in their freshman sophomore years of college uh, and and doing the National Guard thing to help them pay for college which I think is an incredible I wish I would have known about that before I went to college because like they're not paying a cent they're making money and they're getting to do like a really cool job while they're in college Uh, it's a super cool thing and I really wish I would have known about it (laughs) you know Um, there's this whole mixture of people so like getting, you know, like me as a 29 year old to get this, you know, 18 year old kid who's like grown up completely differently than I have, uh, and is from a completely different part of the country to come together and like be a team and have these same goals. It was like a, it was awesome. And we had this really great group. I know sometimes the dynamics don't always work. Um, my class had this just really great rapport with each other and we worked really hard together. Uh, and it was a super special time. Uh, it was really exciting.
0: That's so interesting. I, 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 love one of the things that I'm so curious about and I, I'm really, you're, you're talking, you're getting into it right now is I've heard a bunch, you know, um, Oh, what's his name? Jocko Willings or Jocko Wilkins or something. Ah. He's this, he has this podcast and he, he's like an ex Navy seal or something. I mm. don't know. But he's like one of those dudes that wakes up at like four in the morning and works out right away, and like he has his his whole day like planned out and everything.
1: Yeah, like real routine.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and he talks a lot of, like I've I've heard maybe two or three of his podcasts, but in each one he he talks about how in the army or or military or navy whatever it is, there's a lot of like camaraderie, and like th- like he uses the terms a lot, like my brothers and sisters, you know, mm-hmm. like like um
1: like, like like, brothers in arms is like a common one so that's even like i'm in the army but like um i know someone in the marine band like we're brothers in our sister brothers and sisters in arms because we're both in the military we're some different branches mm. but yeah so that's that's super common
0: so c- could you maybe talk a little bit to that about like um your experience or understanding of it and like where you are right now and does that manifest in, in your, your daily, you know, like what you do for your job and stuff or.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's super interesting. So when, when you're in basic training and you're, you're learning these things and like starting to be, become like the army as soldiers together, um, a lot of the conversation surrounding that is like you could be in combat next to this person someday um and that's the the, the point of it honestly is like if you th- there's at and this isn't me like promoting go you know anything you know but like if you're thinking about like I, we're sending these six people to go complete a mission. In a, in a war like you want them to be whether they like each other or not to be able to work as a team and complete that mission mm-hmm. because you want all six of them to come back alive and if they're not working as a team whether they like each other or not the likelihood of that happening is low right um and so like it, in in basic training the conversation really surrounds combat um because that's what the, as a soldier, like that's in my soldier's creed, like that's what we are as soldiers. Um, but on the base level of it, like just back home, you know, you're, and I haven't been to combat, but, um, and I, I don't imagine I ever will, but even if I just deploy, I could be in dangerous areas since we were always looking out for each other that way, making sure that we're safe all the time. Um, but just within my, my job on a, on a day to day, um, this is a situation that's happening, like, literally right now as where you and I are talking. Uh, I have a mission on Monday morning with my woodwind quintet. Uh, we are playing at a change, I don't think it's a change of command. We're playing a ceremony, though, so we've rehearsed for the ceremony this week. Uh, we have the next three days off, so none of the band is going to be there the next three days because it's the weekend and tomorrow's uh, what we call a day of no scheduled activities. We, it's... Every now and then we get like a random one uh, for safety. We've done really well. So we get one tomorrow. It's pretty exciting. Uh, So we got a text message today that was like, hey, this uh, mission is actually outdoors. Um, We could need sound support or we might need to switch MPTs, uh, so musical performance team. That's what we call like small chamber groups. So I'm in the Woodwind Quintet. If we play outside and it's a little cold, it's a little hard to do. But also playing outside, we're not that loud for these ceremonies. Uh, So typically, some sort of brass quintet is going to be the better choice for that. So we could have just been like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do it. Like, let the brass quintet figure it out, even though we're not going to be at work tomorrow. Uh, And then it's the weekend and this mission's Monday morning. But, you know you like looking out for your battle buddies. Like we're not going to do that to them and put them on under this strain. Like, we're just going to figure it out, you know, uh, adapt and overcome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so we're just figuring it out. So like it's a, a it can be applied to any situation. So at the, the most, you know, intense situation we're in combat and, and I, this is my battle buddy. And I don't care who this is. We're wearing this uniform. I got your back let's go. Mm -hmm. Or as simple as, no, I'm not going to make some other ensemble, like figure out how to do a mission in three days when we're not at work for the next three days, you know?
0: That I, I, I legitimately love that. I love that whole, like, um, Oh, how do you, how do you, how do you say that? Um, We're doing this thing like as a unit for the unit, you know, like, like unit being everyone who is a part of what we do. And you're saying like the brass quintet and I'm including them in that, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. by, by making the conscious decision that we're not going to pass this off to them because then it makes their jobs a little bit harder, which then in turn, you know, could make your, like you then look like a jerk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, and so like, uh, shouldering the responsibility, like for the whole team in a way and
1: it,
0: yeah 100%. It makes so much sense when when you're talking about having to go into combat and stuff like regard like that you're you're trained in a way that you you look out for each other and regardless of what the reason is or anything like what what better um what better reason to to like have that camaraderie or what more important reason to have camaraderie than when you're going into an instance of battle, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: Like just knowing that this is the goal we have to hit. Everything else is, doesn't matter. We have to do this and whatever we need to do to get there, like to make sure that as a team we can do it, that's what we have to do.
1: Yeah. So the army is um, completely mission oriented. I mean, everything we do is like literally a performance is now called a mission in my life. So, you know, back in, in my master's, you'd be like, oh, I'm so, super excited for the show. Like, oh, yeah, I'm playing this show. I got this performance. I'm playing this recital. Like, now I'm like, yeah, I got a mission on Monday. You know, and then I forget, like, when I'm talking to you guys, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a mission. This is... And then you're just like, what? <laughs> what's a mission like oh yeah i'm playing with my woodwind quintet you know yeah they're gonna get into this lingo you're like yeah the mpt oh, wait hold on they don't know what that is musical <laughs> performance team it's a small chamber group <laughs> you know like <clears throat> we're completely mission oriented that's one of my favorite things about the army and like uh and especially as a musician in the army i'm just like uh i've always been this way and now it's like my job so it's super cool but i always <laughs> am i like, right, uh here's my goal. Now I got to make a list how to get to this goal. Um, so like, that's just how it works in my job now. So I'm just like thriving in that. Cause so I'm just like, here's the mission. Uh, here are the things we need to do this mission. Uh, let's go do it. You know, like yeah. here's the people I need, or if someone else is planning this, some sort of mission then there's like, here's your role on that mission. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like I'm in, so it's, it's super, I thrive in that environment. So I, I, I love that part.
0: Yeah, I I thought, oh my god, that's fantastic. Are you are you saying that what happens in your your uh, your work life informs your personal life in a way, or vice versa? Uh,
1: maybe By a saying, little bit like, of both. Yeah, so probably probably a little bit of both. Like I've always made lists and. You can ask my my friend Gregory. Uh, we went did our undergrad together in the flute flute studio, and I'll like text him be like I can't decide this thing, and I'll like have this list, and I go back and forth, and I have like all these lists, and he's like, "You and your lists." You know? so, <laughs> so that's just like always been a part of my life. Um, and I'm not saying like every single person in the army makes lists. Uh, that's also like just how I like uh, help myself be able to break down missions. But like it. It's super helpful, and it, like, the structure in the Army is... It's kind of weird, because, like, there's so much structure, but there's also so much change every day. So it's like it's just, like, you know, like, oh, we're playing outdoors. Do we need to change, you know, things? So, like, everyone would be able to just roll with it. It's not that, like, it wouldn't happen, or it wouldn't happen well if that was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody in, in my unit is trained, like, we just... Adapt and overcome. We just do do the thing, um, but you're also just like constantly being like, "Oh, that changed, okay," and just rolling with it. But there's also so much structure. It's this weird place. The army is a weird place.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've noticed that too with trying to find a time for us to, to do this podcast. Like, it's... I know, <laughs> and and that's not that's not a criticism either. I mean, um, no, because... no. I, 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 love that, uh, like having, having that, that, uh, I, I'm not great when it comes to just sudden change of plans. Like, you know, <laughs> I, 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 like, if it's like something's planned and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're actually gonna do this. I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready for that. Like, you
1: know? <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to, to like adapt to, but you just, I don't know. It, it just does that now, you know? I'm just like, I'm not saying I don't complain when it happens and I'm not saying it's like easy. Mm -hmm. I definitely still complain when it happens. It's definitely still like annoying sometimes, but like, sometimes it is not avoidable and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna do this next thing now, (laughs) you know? Like, yeah, this is okay everything's fine
0: (laughs) well and that's that's one of the things that got that made me so excited about having you on here is because you're you're one of the only people I think I know who who was in music school and then transitioned into the army you know and and so I I understand the um like like what we've been talking about how it changes you know the there's like the sense of camaraderie within the army and like what you're you're saying these missions and stuff like that and so um one of the things that I was wondering is, is what, at what point did the army become an option for you? You know, like, and, and what, what was it when you were like, was it an option? And then, and then you're like, I don't want to do that. But then one day you're like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Or (laughs) was it, was it like you just found it and you're like, yeah, I'm doing that.
1: It's actually super funny. So like in my, so I don't know how many people know this, but like my my dad was in the Air Force, so I grew up around the Air Force. Um, uh, my dad and I don't really talk now, so maybe that's why people a whole lot of people don't know that. And I got super lucky because he got restationed in San Antonio over and over, so I didn't have to move around a bunch when I was a kid. So uh, we moved to San Antonio when I was in third grade. He just kept getting restationed there until we were reti- he retired. Mm-hmm. So I got to like grow up a normal life and like as a military brat, usually you're moving every three years, but I got to stay in the same place with the same people and San Antonio is where all of the air force does their basic training. So it's a huge military city. Um, And the band, there's a regional air force band in San Antonio. So I'd seen that band in high. I want to say they came to my high school or I went and saw them do something in this in town. I'd seen them while I was in high school. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. It might be cool to be in the Air Force and be in the band. That might be cool. Um, And then in college, they came a few times. Like the quintet came once, um, The tuba professor for like my first couple years. He was actually an adjunct professor at UTSA and was a tuba player in that Air Force band. So it was like, it was kind of just something that was always there. And every now and then be like, "Ah, that could be kind of cool uh but it was never like a yeah that's that's what I want to do um and then I got super in the into the contemporary thing and I was like I'm gonna be a college professor I'm gonna do the contemporary life I'm gonna be a solo flute player I'm gonna make it big like mm-hmm. I'm here I go you know everyone watch out for me <laughs> um But still watch out for me because I'm, you know, a force to reckon with, (laughs) Uh, you know, and then things got weird, you know, life never goes to plan. So uh, I was married at the time. So my ex-husband actually got into BGSU first Um, and I was like, cool, I'll just work while you go to school and then it and then it's my turn. So uh, the military completely left my mind at this point, because it was just like, well, I'm married, like, we're we're making this work, How we will make it work, uh, I want my master's, and then I'm going to get my doctorate, like, we're both going to be college professors, we had this new dream, military was never a thought anymore, and then, you know, as life goes on, and you get the relationship chunks, you know, you're just like, I'm getting chunky, like... <laughs> I'm not eating really well, I'm not exercising anymore, you know, so it's just like, I'm not fit, even fit enough to join the military if I wanted to, so that that also becomes a thing. Um, I just kind of fell into this, like, I could never go to basic training, like, that's not something I could do. Military, me, like, have you met me? I could never (laughs) do that, you know, I just, like, got into this weird place where I just, like, never felt like I... Worthy is not the right word, but like I I didn't feel like not even just physically, but like mentally, like the military wasn't like it's too hard and I didn't want to do something hard like I, what I was doing was hard enough, but like I didn't have to work out and do extra things for it, you know, I just had to try really hard to be a really good musician. my master's got a little weird, like with my leave of absence and I had a hand injury in the middle of it. And I got divorced in the middle of it, like all in the first semester of my master's degree, like all my life is just literally coming to uh, it's exploding, you know? Um, So I had that that leave of absence and I was coming back for my next, to finish out my master's degree. Um, I was coming back playing the flute after being told I would never play professionally again. So it was like, this like, warrior triumphant you know i had i'd been in therapy for a little while i was doing a lot of work i was like i'm i'm awesome and i remember i was at i was actually at my mom's house in san antonio and i had sent a ton of emails like i don't know probably 4.8 million of them <laughs> um <laughs> to a bunch of programs like all these flute professors like hey like uh i was looking at your website you know so you got to have a, an assistantship open like I'm super interested just all these like I'm interested in your program can you tell me a little bit about what what happens there asking about all kinds you know what you do when it's time to go get your next degree because mm-hmm. you know it was June I, it was time to start practicing the music and, and getting the pre-screening stuff ready and, and get going I just remember sending my last email like closing my computer and just like like, hit super existential crisis mode. I just called Connor, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get my DMA, and now I don't know what to do. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, I'm in so much student loan debt. I had, Because I had gotten divorced, I had to take out even more student loans than I would planned for my master's. Like, I... I was like, I, uh, if I don't go get my DMA, I can't be a flute professor. So maybe that's not what I want. But if I don't want to be a flute professor, like, what do I want to do? I don't, I don't know what to do. And he's like, it's okay. Like, take a breath. Uh, and we we talked for a while and the military came up and I was like, nah, the military, that's not for me. That's not a thing. And he was like, you know how much debt you're in, right? And I was like, yeah, I just told you how much debt I'm in, you know, <laughs> you know that conversation. So, so that kind of planted the seed again. Uh, and I had this wonderful friend. Uh, we weren't, we weren't friends yet at the time. Um, Troy Palantonio, he at the, at the time was, uh, a Fife player in the Fife and Drum Corps in Washington, DC. And in my first year of my masters, uh, he had come and done a masterclass and I played in that masterclass and, and he was awesome. Like just super inspirational. But again, you know, he was like, you guys should think about the, like military bands. It's actually a really great opportunity. And he talked to us a little bit about it. And I was like, nah, I could never go to basic training, military for me. Like you met me, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so when Connor like kind of replanted the seed, uh it was super weird because I was like just scrolling Facebook and I saw a, a job position for the fife and drum corps post, and I was like, huh. Let me reach out to to Troy and ask some questions about the Fife and Drum Corps. Oh, and I did, and he's like, actually, that's my job that's posted because I just want a job with the Army Field Band. So now he's in the Army Field Band. And I was like, and I just I still don't know. Like it just doesn't sound like it's for me. So Troy and I actually had a lot of really great conversations about what it is uh, the army is and army bands are and he was actually in the the regional bands, which is what I do for one year before he won the fife and drum corps. So he has a, a, a little bit more experience with exactly what I do than like any most anyone else that's going to be in those. Uh, they call them the special bands. So our DC bands, they still go to basic training, but they don't move around like I do. So and our jobs are just a little bit different. Uh, they're a little more specialized up there. Um. Yeah, so we we're having all these conversations. I'm still just like, oh, yeah, I just. I just don't know. Uh, So when I got back to Bowling Green after visiting my mom, I was like, uh, like, the the recruiting, do you remember where the recruiting station is in Bowling Green?
0: It's on the intersection of Wooster and Yeah, uh, see, right there, because it's just
1: there (laughs) in your face all the time. I'm like, man, I don't know just don't think i could do it you know like i was like I don't, I don't want to talk to the recruiters recruiters are shady people my dad was a recruiter for the air force i know recruiters are shady <laughs> i've seen it i've heard the stories you i don't want to know. talk to those recruiters i don't want to do i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know uh school started back up and on the counter and i had this conversation where uh i i think this was like just the moment that was like oh shit yeah, I gotta get my shit together and just be real with myself, right? Uh and so he basically our conversation uh basically came down to like you're good, you're a very good flute player, you're an incredible musician, but so is everyone else. Mm-hmm. What what are you gonna do that is gonna make you win that job and not get into more debt? And not put yourself in a position where it's not even worth it anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was a hard conversation to have and a hard thing to hear. Uh, but I, I thank Connor all the time for just like being that real person. So many teachers are like, no, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. You know, they just let they just let their students do their thing. But he was just like, we let's be real. Let's look at all the very real things in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you gonna make that happen? Here's an opportunity that sounds like, yeah, it might suck, but this other path sounds like it probably sucks too. So which suck do you want to do? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that at all. But yeah, it was just yeah. like, but it's just like uh, you know, r- truly think about like what's gonna make you happy. And where are you gonna get the most stability mm-hmm. so that you can continue to be happy? And I was like, man, that's that's real. <laughs> you know, like the, that conversation was just so real. And I went and I talked to a recruiter. Um, I'm actually friends with my recruiter still. Uh, he's an incredible person, but I mean, I, I think a little bit of it was just like, I walked in and I was like, okay, I wanna join the army. How do I do it? I will only be in the band. You can't make me do anything else you put another job on the table, I'm out, kind of thing, you know? Oh, and he's not, he's, uh, some my recruiter is, uh, he's a Cav Scout, so it's a combat arms uh, job, and he was, you, in the Army, you do what we call broadening assignments, and so something like I could do is I could go work at the schoolhouse where all the soldiers go train to be in the army band uh, and I could do like, I could work in supply there, I could be some sort of instructor there, or I could go work as the music liaison. So when you're joining the army in the band, you have your local recruiter doing all your army things, then you have your music liaison. I mean, there's one in each region of the country and they're doing all your auditions and all your music things. Um, So that's some kind of like broadening things I could do. I could also go into real army and be a drill sergeant at basic training if I wanted to go volunteer to do that. Um, or go into recruiting Uh, but pretty much if if you're trying to make a career out of the army and do a full 20 years you're going to do some sort of broadening assignment Uh, and the most uh common ones for almost the rest of the army are to to go into recruiting and do a couple years recruiting no matter what your job is or to go and be a drill sergeant or some kind of instructor at one of the schools in your job so he was doing this recruiting thing and uh he's like I don't I don't like recruiting but you're easy because you want in uh, but you're also difficult because well you're fat <laughs> you know? so I was like yeah let's go to the gym so he was great we worked out all the time and like is always super him and like the rest of the people in the office we were always super motivated to like to get me out there and I just I don't know what clicked I was just like yeah this is what I want this, it could have been the student loan repayment. It probably was, you know, looking at $65,000 paid over three years towards my student loan debt. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Boy. I want uh, that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. Well, and then, and then on top of that is just like the financial stability, like um, talking to people who are in the army being like, okay, what do you do? Like, tell me about it. Uh, actually all of that sounds like a lot of fun and like, it's going to work for me. And like, um, so was I financially motivated to start looking into it? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Like we all are like, that's why we go get jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, just, I just, I don't think I could have made a better decision with my life for sure.
0: But I have to say, I mean, cause you know, we met, we met at Bowling Green State University, right? Yeah. In grad school. And, um, so Grants I, it's a What's trap that? don't
1: do it. grad school's hard it's a trap don't do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it is a whole thing it is a whole thing um but like i, I knew you I, we met before you started this whole uh this whole journey yeah and well, I, I was fat and i but i remember like you were saying how um a moment ago you said how something clicked and then all of a sudden you were driven and you were ready to do this thing and i remember when you had mentioned that you were gonna join the army and stuff and you like there was uh, your demeanor was so different. Like yeah? your, your attitude had like, it was, I don't even know how to explain it either. I just remember like um, the couple times we, we had talked when you were like riding your bicycle everywhere
1: um, oh, yeah, to, yeah. to and from
0: your apartment. Yeah. and uh, And you just, you weren't a different person, but like you just- I don't know. You, you knew what you were going to do and you just did it. Like <laughs> uh, Mission
1: oriented.
0: Exactly. Complete yeah.
1: the mission. I was doing it before I enlisted.
0: But the thing is too, is and I don't think, I don't think it's unfair or wrong. Like what you said that, um, like you, like you're like, I totally did it for the money. That's, I don't think that's a, a, a terrible thing to say at all. Like, um, which is part of the reason why I'm, I'm putting this whole, like doing this podcast is to, to present, to other people who are in the, this transition or in school as music students to figure out how can I do this? Like, what are some of the things that other people are doing? And like, like I said, your journey is unlike other people who I've spoken to and stuff. And, and so it's, it's fantastic. I love hearing all this, 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 everything that you've done, what you've gone through and where you are now. I, I like you're, you're providing so much for people. I have no doubt for me too. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my, it's super cool. Cause like, I would be lying to you if I said, like, I will always be super musically fulfilled in my day job. Currently, I have this woodwind quintet that I play in here at this unit, and it's a traditional quintet, which doesn't happen everywhere. Uh, and we rock, man. Like, we are, we sound good. We vibe. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, inc- it's, I've been in a lot of chamber groups. And a lot of really good ones, and this I think is it has to be my favorite chamber group I've ever been in. It, awesome. If it's not, I don't, I can't think of another one. Uh, I I just said that because I don't, I can't think of another one because I don't want to offend any other chamber group I've been in, because I love every chamber group I've ever been in. But I don't know, this one is just like it's different. We're, we vibe really well. Maybe just because it's the longest one I've, I've played in, because you know things change so often in mm. in your masters, but. I'm super musically fulfilled between that and, like, doing my own projects. Um, But I know that won't always be the case. But what's super cool and unique about the Army is, like, I'm super busy with my job, but, like, it's because I'm putting myself in positions to keep myself busy with projects that I really, truly want to do. So I've gotten super into videography and photography uh, because, like, at the band, I have all these opportunities to do those things. So I'm creating, like, music videos for different ensembles at the unit. So, like, I'm getting to use different skill sets that I, I haven't really been able to use in the past Um and I have the money to get the things I need to do those fun things. <laughs> so, like, I'm doing some of this at the unit, and I've, like, so, yes, I've used some of my equipment, but the Army also um, eventually will help me, like, get the equipment I need for the unit. But I'm getting time to kind of experiment and learn at work with with those groups so that I also go out and do my own things with this stuff that's mine, uh, like my camera. I use it at work, um, but I also use it. It's my camera, and I, I... I go do all kinds of other projects that so I try to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to you do that uh, commission project that I did when quarantine first started. You know, I had I had plenty of time to be doing that at that, at that time. Um, so the Army kind of works in cycles. Like right now, I'm super, super busy with Army work. Um, so I don't have a ton of time for my own personal projects. I'm just tired by the time I get home. But it's all stuff that I'm like super excited to be doing. So we're working on this huge holiday production and we're like, it's a tour through El Paso, like holidays in El Paso. So we've taken every little chamber group and we've put them somewhere different in El Paso. And I'm like recording these groups and editing these videos together. And we're going to do this whole concert, just like touring El Paso and talking about different things in history. And like, it's, it's a super exciting project. Uh, that I, I wouldn't have been able to do that uh, with because I wouldn't have had the resources to do something that's cool just like out trying to freelance and make it because I'd be so busy trying to freelance and make it you know and not that that's a bad um, path for anyone that's just not a path that I I don't I don't like the hustle you know like I I need that stability financially because then I don't have those anxieties. Uh, like those are anxieties that I I have trouble dealing with, but now that I don't have that, like I can focus all my attention onto creativity and making things and, and doing all these other things.
0: There's there's such a level of knowing yourself, like self awareness, and I've said this a bunch of times in these episodes that, but it, I think it's true. Like what you're saying is, is there's a, there's a level of self awareness you have to have in order to realize that, um, like you said, freelancing isn't for you. And by having a certain level of stability, you can focus your energies even deeper and more intensely on, on things that you're interested in creatively, like photography and videography.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, like the Army, it's not for everyone. I don't like practice my flute all day, every day. Um, and that's because I've, I've put myself in position in a position at, at work and at the unit where I, I want to focus on some other things. But I am getting this really great opportunity to learn a lot more about uh, sound reinforcement. Um, so we do have a job at in the band that is uh, to be a sound engineer. So I'm getting to like, w- sometimes I get to go out with the rock band and like help run sound and live sound reinforcement with the rock band. You know, so like <laughs> I get to go do cool things like that. Cause at some point in my career, I might be at a unit that doesn't have a woodwind quintet and I'll pretty much my only like real utilization will be to play the piccolo in marching band and ceremonial band and concert band we do a couple a year like that's that's what I'll be used for and like i would be lying if i said that would be completely musically fulfilling but I have the resources and the avenues to go do these other things that are going to keep me super occupied and, like, super excited about my job and super excited about life and, like, going and doing all these other cool things. And then if I'm, you know, doing this stuff at work, then I'm going to get home because I have so much time now. It's crazy. When I first got here, I was like, oh, I get to leave and go home at at 3.30 or 4.30 or 5? Because usually we, if we don't have anything going on, they'll let us, like, go home at three thirty. It depends on your unit. Some units it's five o'clock, you know, end of the day, but even, even then, like if I went home at five o'clock, it's like, cool. Um, I've practiced, I've worked out, uh, I've done my work at work. Uh, it's five o'clock. I have an entire evening to myself. That never happens. You know, weekend hits and you're like, well, I am going to go practice. Cause I want to play, uh, I've worked out. I have a whole day to myself. You know? like, <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, just my my mental health, like, being able to take care of myself. Um, and I don't ha- necessarily, like, I still have to, like, make sure I'm doing it. It's still something I have to consciously think about. But, like, if you compare my master's, like, my, my life when I was in my master's to my life now, I'm financially stable, um, so I don't have to, like, spend time thinking about that. Uh, Do I still think about my money? Absolutely, because it would be silly not to. But, like, I'm not worried about whether or not I'm going to eat tomorrow. Um, I don't have to. In my master's, I had to, like, physically, in my schedule, put self-care time in my schedule. Now I'm just like, all right, $1,700, i am not working anymore. I'm going to go do me yeah oh, that's the weekend I'm not working anymore I'm gonna go do me
0: <laughs>
1: you know and it's just like my mental health has I see everyone's still gonna have bad days work's still gonna get stressful um no job is perfect everyone's gonna have their like uh, this part of my job sucks like yes I still have to go be a soldier so yeah there are still some days that I just have to go sit out at the range and like be a soldier and there's no music or instruments or anything out there mm. like I'm I'm a soldier and a musician. Um, so there is that balance there, but I would, for me in my journey, would rather be doing this. And I love being a soldier. So like, I'd rather be doing this and like being able to spend that time focusing on my creative opportunities and my self care and like taking care of me and just living my best life and thriving than what I was doing where I was like, I there was too, it was too overwhelming for me. Like I didn't have those anchors like I do now.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Do you, do you, do you reflect on that often? Like how you have this stability and you look back two, three years ago and you're like, man, I, that's, I can't believe I was in that position. Or like, do you ever have those sort of, you know, self-reflection? Yeah. I
1: don't, I, I don't think of it as like, I can't believe I was in that position. I think of it as like, I'm so grateful for what I'm doing, uh, because I I loved my my journey to get here. There were some real just in the rocks shit days, you know, yeah. uh, and some just like months of just like I am never gonna be okay again. Um, but I think like going through all that, like. Um, okay. Having to live my life the way that we lived our lives in our master's degrees, you know, like that's not an easy thing to do, Mm. get a master's degree in music. It's very hard. Um, The people I met, though, and like the things I got to do in that time and the as much as I learned about myself, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now if I wouldn't have done that. So I reflect on it in that way, being like, oh, I've, I've handled an interpersonal relationship like this before. Let me think about how I handled it. Then I can do it better now. You know, it's like, and you just, I just do it better. Even in my day to day, like even not going back as far as like my undergrad or my masters or just other things I've done or like when I was working just at Starbucks, um, just like I'm like okay last month I had this conversation with uh, this person and I think I could have a better I could I could be nicer or I could uh, be more clear I could be more direct um, so like I I do reflect a lot in my day to days just in general. Mm.
0: That's that's yeah. I, I like what you just said, too, about about uh, recognizing in certain instances when you're communicating with someone like how you're communicating and what can you do to improve that communication, you know, like like having more clarity. Uh, one thing for me that I'm actually working on like even right now, is being concise.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's I hard. go on, and, then, and then and then you brought me on here and I'm like, tangents, let's do it. <laughs> I love tangents. I could talk all day.
0: Uh, no, I love it. I mean, everything that you're saying, uh, it's it's so uh, there's so much in it that I think, like I said before, people are gonna are gonna get something out of without a doubt. I particularly like hearing your journey of of coming, going through the army and stuff. I think,
1: I think the reflection thing is super important too for like anyone that's like, if you're freelancing, if you're like doing, doing it big in the contemporary music world, like me doing the army stuff, like you, we do this thing in the army. uh, We call them after action reviews. Um, And I think like, had I just had this structure, um, in place for anything I did in my master's, I probably would have done even better in my master's in any point or any project I did. So in an act af, after action review, you're like, okay, what was supposed to happen? What actually happened? Uh, what are we going to keep like sustains and what can we do better? It's like, it's so simple.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, there's, you there's
1: know, a- like that's so the concept of that is just like so like why the, why don't we do that in everything we do in our lives? Like, uh I, let's take a like a collaborative composer to performer situation, right? Like you and I think you and I kinda have this conversation anyway. I feel like you're just your composer who like who does this anyway. You're like, yo, okay, cool. Uh we wrote this piece, it was or I wrote this piece, you played it, it was awesome, like what did you like? What do you like in the piece? You know, I feel like we have that. Com- it's not so structured, mm. but you and I have that conversation. But I've also worked with composers who are just like, here's your piece.
0: Do Give it. This. <laughs> yeah.
1: and you're just like, what? <laughs> you know, so it's just like, so like, why, why is it so ho- It's just, I don't know. I, it blows my mind that it's not something that we just think about to like, I just have that super simple conversation like, yo, this really works really well. This didn't work so well. Uh, I'd love to work with you again let's focus on these things next time we work together mm. you know
0: that i, I think that's a, a a brilliant a brilliant process to have like like you said with everything in our lives and one thing that's ringing in my mind right now and i don't know if this applies or not but i kind of wonder if it's one of those concepts that's it's simple but it's not easy you know
1: yeah that's true that's super true
0: like i, I and i'm not saying that it is that but i i mean because one thought I have is like when you, when you go through this experience, whatever that thing is, like, let's say it's, I don't know, putting a concert together, you know, it's your first time ever doing it by yourself. And like you have maybe some sort of team or something. And then by the end of it, it's like, all right, that was either awesome. Or like, all right, that sucked. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> and, and often, often, I think what happens is we, we, we ride that emotional wave, regardless of if it's a positive or negative uh emotional experience
1: that's true yeah you know we do 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 that as human beings just like to our core yeah well anyway but we also like live in this i think what makes it difficult to have those conversations is like we live in this society where it's like oh you're having an emotion no 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 no. you can't do that Mm. that's not that's not right especially as like as males like males have it worse than than females do uh and i like having those hard conversations like, even if it's not a hard conversation, it's it's not a, a super difficult conversation for like if we're working on a piece together. Me just to be like, yeah, I can't, I can't play that polyphonic, mm-hmm. you know. But also, if it's a piece that's been published and like played a few times, and like I've got, I finally get the score. I'm like, cool, I'm learn this piece. It's not a thing where I'm like, I oh, this composer's alive. Like I I play music by living composers. 80 percent of my life you know like that's Hmm. like my focus of my you know being a flutist I don't think like oh let me just email I can't tell you how many times I like brought something into Connor and he'd be like well did you ask the composer like (laughs) you know that's a really smart idea (laughs) you know so it doesn't even have to be like a super hard conversation um but we are so driven by emotion that like I'm just frustrated that this is multiphonics not working. I cannot make the concept in my mind be like oh just ask them mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
0: yeah well I think what what might be connected to that too like and I'm just like now my mind is just kind of going through this whole process of, <laughs> of, 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 of like trying to find connections I guess but when th- oh, my timers going off uh that's okay.
1: oh I done I gone done it with my tangents
0: oh no 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 uh I'm 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 in I'm in right now <laughs>
1: uh
0: but well, what was I gonna say um Oh, one thought with that is it's like where you know where we are our our we are our harshest critics.
1: Oh yes, so for like sure.
0: if we're having trouble doing something, then we we will often blame ourselves. And so finding that solution to be like, oh well, let me just ask the person might not be obvious. Mm-hmm. And then the other thought I have too is like kind of what you were saying earlier about being in the army and like. Um, communicating with people saying like we need to like hey we saw you were on your cell phone don't do that like you're going to affect the whole unit then we all can't be on our cell phones you know um i i think people in general it's hard for anyone to want to have these conversations like uh was it ghosting like ghosting people right it's like yeah. when you start talking to someone that you're like, you, you go on a date, maybe, maybe you got yeah. coffee and then you never respond to them. And like, I get it. I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I don't think it should be, you know, but I, I feel like that is almost in line with this whole thing of like, not confronting something that you're feeling, you know?
1: Yeah. And I could tell you like dating is, as an adult being active duty army is like in the middle of a pandemic, I just don't. I'm not dating because it's a pandemic but like <laughs> but it's a that's a real thing like before the pandemic thing was happening I was like I you know I had gotten divorced and like and then I was just focusing on my masters and focusing on like fixing me and I was like I don't want to be in a relationship I never want to be in a relationship again kind of thing you know but then I was like you go through basic training i have completely like transformed as a human it was like oh I'm gonna to go to El Paso and I'm gonna like start putting myself out there and like, see, see what I can make happen. I can't tell you how many times I've been ghosted. Like, just like, it's like, I don't care. We don't, we, I have not invested in this, but you could like, let me know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I try really, I try really hard to not be that person, but I've done it also because there have been times where I'm just like, I don't I really don't feel like having that conversation. So I'm just not going to do it.
0: Right. Right you know (laughs) it's 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 so much uh it's so much easier to go that route in like the short term you know well even long term too but
1: uh yeah because then like especially with someone or something like if you're just talking about a project or a concept like if I if you as a person haven't invested a lot into it you're not really out and you're not out anything right so like you're not thinking about how it's affecting that person or that project. You're just mm-hmm. like, nah, bye. And you, you may not ever think about it again. Cause you're not out anything. It's not impacting you, you at all.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's so like, it's not,
1: it's not, I wouldn't say ghosting or, you know, dipping out of a project early. It's like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a ill, you know, like they're not, doing it to like hurt people mm-hmm. it's kind of like a self-protective thing you know like um when you're talking about like a project you're like uh that sounds like it's gonna get really busy or like mm-hmm. it's starting to go in a direction that I'm not really interested in going or when you're talking about dating you're like mm, this person's doing xyz that's like a red flag for me or a or a deal breaker for me but I don't feel like talking about it hmm you're just protecting yourself by like getting out.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, that that, <clears throat> that that is what I say. Where I I say I understand it and I get it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think and I've definitely done that before as well. Um, as I get older, I think I I try to operate more under transparency. You know. And, yeah. Definitely. Um, like one one example is uh my girlfriend who you know Ava. Um when we for before we even started before we had our first date, I explicitly said to her, like, I like I, I don't remember what the wording was, but it was like, uh, I want to have I want to go on a date with you. Like I explicitly used the word date because I wanted to make it clear that I'm interested in getting to know you and making this more than just like let's have coffee or drinks or something, you know? Yeah. And so uh the language the, the, the using that language was important for me to to to, to deliver that message.
1: that's it's funny that you said like using the language because like i don't don't mean to bring this back to the army for everything i i I live outside of the army also but something that like was said a lot while i was in basic training the drill sergeants would always be like words mean things trainees words mean things and that like has stuck with me for so long because like it's true words really do mean things and like and they were saying in a context of like if i'm saying this word it has multiple meanings like be careful how you use this word mm-hmm. with its multiple meanings like also be clear matters. be direct like what you say matters um and it's so true because it's just like man why why didn't i ever think about it that way before like it's so simple <laughs> words mean things it's so simple like and you're like using direct language because like had you just been like hey you want to grab a coffee like you ask me if I want to go grab a coffee and we're friends right, you know right. <laughs> like, you're like yeah coffee's great let's go get coffee and there's like no and it's a thing that happens all the time I've noticed like especially you know like dating as as, as adults you're just like hey you want to go do this thing you're gonna go on a hike you want to go get coffee you want to go just hang out and you're just like yeah. And then like someone just has no clue. It's like the other person has different intentions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like oh, I thought we were just hanging out. Now I feel like an ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know? There's there's too much ambiguity in it by just saying let's hang out or let's get coffee or let's go on a hike. That that's not conveying the message that I am interested in you as a potential partner.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could be applied to so so many things, you know, basically, yeah. like or just like if you're teaching someone, you know, you got to be super, That's they teach you that when you're being taught how to teach, you know, like be concise, use your words, be direct. It's like, oh, I don't, why do I forget to do that all the time? <laughs> yeah. you know? Or the thing where like, I, I, I catch myself doing this all the time, like complaining, 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 like, did I ask for this thing that I'm like, like uh, I've tried to think of like a super simple example of like, there was no strawberry milk when I got there. I'm drinking strawberry milk, so that's the first thing. I- <laughs> no <laughs> strawberry milk. Oh, did I ask anyone to bring strawberry milk when I- <laughs> to be there when I get there? You know, so it's just like, I find myself doing that all the time. Just like, did I even ask for what I'm like, want needing? Am I asking to have my needs met? Or am I just complaining? Oh,
0: I like that. I like I like that. That sounds... Um, so are you saying that in doing... Like, what that sounds to me is, like, you're not blaming yourself. You're holding yourself accountable.
1: Yeah. 100. So let's, like, so let's say we're working in a, in a chamber group together. I'm showing up to every rehearsal and, um, like, Reese is not just has not been bringing his music, and he's messing up in the same spot. And we've been like Reese's spot, Reese's spot, Reese's spot, right? And he's just like, yeah, man, just doing his thing. Did I ever be like, Yo, Reese, can you bring your score to the next rehearsals so we can like iron this out and figure out what's happening? Or am I just complaining about it? And like, what if he's just not thinking I'm going to bring the score? Like, what if he's just like, now we'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Like, he's probably got his own dialogue happening in his brain. And I've got my own dialogue happening over here. I never asked, hey, can you bring your score so we can have a solution? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not asking for solutions if I'm just complaining, you know? So I find myself doing that a lot. I'm just like, I'm really frustrated with how this is going. Well, did I ask for the solution? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: that's that's so fantastic. I love that you, you're 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 adopting or or whatever, uh, de- developing that mindset. Um, I think the the whole saying like perception is reality, right? So yeah. what we perceive to be happening is real to us, and like you said, what Reese was perceiving. Well, shout out to Reese. Uh, how do you say yeah. his last name? is it Burgess? Burg- Burgess.
1: It's bur- It's Burgundy. I Burgundy. changed it just now.
0: Like, like a fine wine.
1: Watch it not be Burgess. And I just made an absolute ass <laughs> of myself.
0: <laughs> it's gonna, this is going to be in the podcast, by the way. So.
1: <laughs> Yo, Reese. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so you were saying like, like what you were perceiving to be real is real for you. Yeah. What he was be- perceiving to be real is real for him. Right. But somewhere in the middle is the objective reality of what's actually happening, you know? Yeah. And and finding, figuring out how to find that spot. Like, okay. Like you were saying, uh, opening up the dialogue to communicate what it is. Like, are we missing this downbeat here or you know, whatever the. the, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's like, Reese came to every rehearsal prepared by the way, for anyone watching this Reese is a solid, solid musician. He's He's a a pro. He is a pro, but like, yeah, it's a, uh, something else I learned from Connor that I use all the time. Connor uh, uh, kind of taught me so many things. So like I don't, I love, I love that I did my master's with 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 Connor. Um, real
0: real quick, I I want to interrupt you. I apologize for doing that. No, you're can, good. Can you can you give context? Who's Connor?
1: Connor Nelson. Sorry, Connor Nelson. He's now at uh, Wisconsin Madison, flute professor there. Big shout out. um
0: Beautiful
1: man, Uh, just incredible flute player, incredible teacher. I like uh, was just one of the most important people in my life at a really crazy time. You know, like (laughs) um,
0: we heard the story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, well, even before just like that lesson, you know, he's he's got uh, a couple like real anchors of just like all right. I'm gonna go get my shit together now. <laughs> 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 um but something he, he taught me, I think everyone could could use this, is like when you're in a when you're working in a group of people, and this is a chamber music setting that we talked about this in, but I, I have tried to apply this in like anytime I'm working on any type kind of team, it's like people don't accept criticisms well. That causes emotion. So The 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 example he used when he was teaching us this, I think we talked about this in like a studio class. It's like um, this chord super out of tune. Whether it's you or not, whether you know it's you or not, but you hear it being out of tune, and you're like, "Hey, can we do this for me, so I can hear where I fit in this?" Mm. Hey, can we do this thing again for me, so I can figure out if I like how I can contribute better.
0: That's clever.
1: Isn't that so good? I try to apply that to so many parts of my life. Like,
0: what what is like? How have you applied it? in what ways? I, I mean, I, I have a couple of thoughts on one, but what oh is? Oh
1: gosh, I don't know. I mean, chamber music, of course, but like, um, now you're making me think and like wow, about <laughs> all things I do.
0: I, I could throw one out there if you want. If you if you if you want to mull it over.
1: So most recently I, I definitely was having some some issues with a leadership change in the, uh, it's called my shop job. So it's like my the photography and videography that I'm doing with the unit. That's what I call, they call my shop job. So if you're in the army band, like you do, you're a musician. Uh, so you play whatever instrument you play. Plus you do another job uh, that helps the band run because we're completely self uh, standing. We do everything within the band. So my shop job is in the public affairs office, and so we do all the social media, photography, videography stuff. So, uh, relatively recently, had a leadership change. Uh, and I, I was not vibing very well with my leader. Um, and at some point, like I, I felt like I was being super direct uh, with like what I needed, but maybe I was not. So I requested a meeting and mediation or meeting with him, with someone else, another one of my leaders to be in the room to help mediate so that I could be like, here's my direct thing. I think I'm being direct, but if I'm not, someone can like catch me and be like, no, you're not, you're not being direct. You know, like the, the communication just wasn't happening. And mm. so I was like, can someone be there to like, try to help find where that breakdown is happening. But I entered that meeting being like, okay, I've gone and reflected on the what I've, been doing. um, And here's where I feel like I am falling short that's contributing to get us to where we are right now. Mm. Um, So like I just I didn't go in there being like well you, well you, well you, well you. It's like, you know, because that's not gonna be productive at all. And there's two in any any kind of relationship there are two people and there are two stories and there are two different things happening right so like if i just go in there and be like you're wrong you're wrong like no he they're right in their in their life like to them like i i'm i'm doing my thing he's probably like i'm doing my thing you know so like i went in there being like okay here's where I feel like I'm falling short. Here's how I think I can do better. So it's not exactly like, can we do this again for me? But like starting something with like, not the blame game, just being like, I know this is where I'm faulted here. This is what I plan to do better. And then going into like, here's what I need from you.
0: I feel like you're giving relationship advice right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are. You are. That's this totally is boss.
1: Ridiculous. This is boss advice. Ba- yeah, exactly. It's boss bitch <laughs> right here. You're getting
0: it. Uh, I, yeah, that's. I I really like that a lot. Um, like you said, not playing the blame game and like pointing your finger at. Hey, you, you, you keep doing this. You keep doing that. Yeah. And once again, like I said before, like you're you're being accountable, you're taking ownership, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, now that's... let me tell you, like to be super transparent and perfect, like no, I don't do that all the time. And like sometimes it takes me longer than I am. Like I'm a little shame. sometimes I'm a little ashamed to admit like how long it took me to get to those points. But mm-hmm. like in, in any given little relationship, but like I think the important thing is just to be able to get there and like grow from those those uh, conversations and experiences.
0: Totally, yeah. Oh my god, I, I you are you are dropping some bombs, Natalie. <laughs> you are dropping some
1: bombs. <laughs> I wish they'd let me do that. You know, like I just want to. I would so bad to get in a helicopter and just like hit the red button. I, it's probably not how it happens, but <laughs> 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 I did get to shoot a pistol a couple weeks ago. It was super cool. I got to qualify on this pistol, and it was like not expected for that that week but it got to happen and I was really excited was
0: that was that the photo as I saw on like Instagram no that
1: was just me shooting with some friends uh, um but like so in the army we qualify on our rifle every year mm-hmm. so you go out to a range and there's pop-up targets and it's like a, a you've got 40 targets and 40 uh bullets and like you're getting as many as you can out of 40 goal of being 40 out of 40. Officers, though, um, qualify on – why did I just forget It's a pistol. (laughs) Officers (laughs) qualify on pistols. Um, And so the the band – so this is, like, an example of, like, I am a soldier. The band was tasked to run the range for the officers in our battalion. I know that's a lot of jargon that probably doesn't make sense, but that's it, groups of people. Um, <laughs> so, the, so the band went out and we were all given a job to make this range run so that these officers could show up, shoot the weapon at the targets and go away mm. once they've qualified. Um, my job at this range was to be the combat lifesaver. So uh, I'm s- certified as a combat lifesaver. A lot of soldiers are, and that's just like, Uh, there are not a whole lot of medics in like a group of people. It's like the only way I can think to explain it. Um, So we get qualified to be able to put a tourniquet on until the medic can get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was there as the combat lifesaver just in case something happened with very little chance that anything's actually going to happen on these ranges. Everyone's very safe. Everyone, the safety is a huge thing so you know all these officers showing up we're out there for two days not total like and not like I didn't we didn't stay the night I did get to go home and sleep in my bed Um, so (laughs) we're out there one day we went back out there the next day um and I'm mostly just kind of sitting in the van because my job only happens if something if shit hit the fan you know so I'm like I brought my computer I was you know editing some videos and doing some things and until my computer died and then i was listening to podcasts and like doing things so just waiting for the range to be over and then they're like we have tons of extra ammo like the the band can qualify and i was like well that's super cool so i got to go out and like actually shoot the pop-up targets and like get a qualification so i get to wear another badge on my uniform which i get really excited about because <laughs> i like to show off my bling <laughs> yeah 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 so there's some cool opportunities that are like not musically related at all uh when i first got here there was a, a re-enlistment and when you re-enlist you kind of get to to do cool things a lot you can request kind of off the wall stuff right mm-hmm. so the people that were re-enlisting were like i want to ride in a chinook which is a really big helicopter mm-hmm. like uh and so then they're like cool the people who are re-enlisting and like involved in the ceremony are definitely going and then there are x number of slots left for anyone else who wants to go and i was like uh excuse me what I can just put my name on this piece of paper and then I get to go get on the helicopter.
0: Oh, uh, that's badass.
1: <laughs> and they were like, yeah. And I was like, this is not real life, right? Like that, you're kidding. I was like I was just like no way. There's no way I just get to put my name right here and then go get on that big old helicopter. Yeah, yeah. That's totally what it was. I got to O'Reilly the Chinook and it was incredible. It was like <laughs> it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. I was so pumped. Now how, how loud like, was it? oh it's loud man you can't hear anything you know and as safety is a thing so you have to get a safety brief on like how to walk to the, like how to approach the the bird and you have to like wear your your ach and you know gloves and ear pro because like even if you're not a musician you should still protect your ears but we are musicians so we really should protect our ears That's right. so like it's loud though it's very loud you can't hear anything but it was so cool
0: i love that how how high up does it go
1: Uh, Don't ask me technical things about those (laughs) things. (laughs) Hi, in the the
0: uh, air. (laughs) What's the diameter of the wheels (laughs) and the the, uh, propeller?
1: I sat down, I buckled in, I got to <laughs> I got to look out the window. And then the really cool thing is like we live in the desert, but like there's mountains. So like watching the mountains while we were flying.
0: Like, oh, that's beautiful. We
1: like flew out to this really scenic area, did the reenlistment ceremony there. It was it was awesome. Like I got to watch got watched some of my battle buddies re in the army for another term. And, like it was super cool. It was that's super awesome. Cool.
0: I, I love I love this. This is so this is so fascinating. I mean you're doing such interesting things, you know? It's super cool. I, I, like what about the shooting? Like how did that go? Did you did you hit all your targets and stuff when it would pop yeah, up? Yeah,
1: so uh and the pistol there's thirty that you uh thirty out of thirty is the most you can get. Uh twenty shoot. What is qualified? Twenty-three I think is qualified. Maybe twenty-one is qualify. I look at me, I don't shoot the pistol. I shot twenty three. Oh yeah. Did so I shoot twenty two? I know I'm a marksman in the pistol and I get to wear that badge. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I love that. I I would love to have that experience. uh, It's so cool. Yeah. When I was 19, I got to go to a shooting range one time and I wasn't prepared for it. I like, I I shot like this uh, revolver, I think it is like the cowboy guns, you know? Yeah. And then I also shot a nine millimeter, which blew my mind how heavy it is. Yeah. And I remember my hand just like shooting back like that, like jerking and, yeah, yeah I, I got wasn't that recoil.
1: Really. Yeah, I'm. I'm by no means like an amazing shot, but like I really love doing it. I have a great time. I love going to the range and like not always army range. Like I love just getting the opportunity to go to a range where there are weapons and and shoot them. I don't own any uh, because I live on post and in the barracks, and we're not allowed to have weapons on in residences on post. Uh, mm. but one day when I live off post, I, I do want to like have my own weapons that I can just like take out to the ranges and, and shoot at targets. Cause there's something about trigger therapy, man. Totally. It's good stuff.
0: That's the thing I think with, with like all of us, there's, there's something, there's something that each one of us needs as an individual. Like you said, like trigger therapy, something that releases, whatever it is we need to release, you know, whether yeah. like, some people like I've been toying with the idea of getting a, um, um, a boxing, uh, what do you call it? Like the, Oh, like a, a bag, a punching bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like having that sort of, you know, or some people go jogging or some people like, yeah, you know, there's whatever it is. And I, that, that's so interesting. I, I love that.
1: I think the thing about uh, shooting for me though, isn't even just like that I'm destroying anything. Cause I don't, I don't think about it that at all. It's like, it's a high level of concentration that it takes and like um you know the breathing so it's like it can be really meditative because you're like between each trigger squeeze like you're, you're there's there are fundamentals of shooting mm-hmm. which like when you just like before you you for anyone that like hasn't <clears throat> been around weapons you're just like oh no you just go up there and shoot it like no they're like fundamentals to like what your body should be doing, how you should be holding whatever weapon is in your hand, like this, knowing the weapon, being safe and like aware of what's around you. Like there's just this super high level of concentration. There's no room to think about anything else, you know? So (laughs) like, and then there's like the pulling the trigger and like seeing where you hit and like, you know, so that's fun. There's the fun aspect to it also. So it's like, I love it.
0: I love what you just explained right there Like that whole process Of, <laughs> of like breathing And like and, and, and being so Present with what you're doing And yeah. knowing like that's That's so fascinating I, I, I've i heard that before With marksmanship in regards to uh, Bow and arrow like shooting Oh like, yeah you know, mm-hmm. bow and arrow. I've never
1: shot one but I've also heard that
0: I, I had one when I was a kid And it wasn't <laughs> like it was like the, the tips were just like rounded you know
1: um, um, You had safe You were, They were making you be safe
0: Well I will say if you got, if you were on the other end of this, it wouldn't have ended. Well, you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> live a little yeah. oh,
0: man. <laughs> my, my neighbors, totally um, kidding. my neighbors, they're very lucky. <laughs> I, I was not very, very, uh, my aim was not very good. And, and I, I feel uh, fortunate that no one got hurt. <laughs>
1: that, is, that is a plus.
0: I, uh, I don't want to cut this off cause I'm enjoying the hell out of this, but, uh, my my wonderful girlfriend made dinner tonight. So
1: You just need way. to go eat that. You also tell her hello.
0: I will. Yeah. Ugh, Natalie, there's I'm so excited about everything we talked about today. And
1: I had uh, a good time. This is fun. We should, uh,
0: just, yeah. we should
1: have started like a separate podcast of like shoot the shit podcast. And like <laughs> you and I just talking and no one will ever watch it because i no one like i'm boring but like
0: <laughs> well well first of all like with this whole thing you're not boring no, without a doubt. and second of all clearly with shoot the shit that means we're gonna start by shooting targets and, like, that's <laughs> oh god no every... yeah, well,
1: i don't i don't know about that maybe we should maybe we should reconceptualize <laughs> what we're gonna do <laughs> before we do that
0: <laughs> that's fine we'll we'll get it figured out but i want to thank you thank you so much for ju- coming on here with me this is man so thanks
1: fun. for having me this is this was a good time i i'm i love getting to chat with with my friends especially about what i've been doing lately you know like uh it's a it's a new and different life but i i'm loving it
0: that's awesome i i, I love it and and yeah and we miss you i miss you and you know uh, that's I'm I'm just so happy to hear like where you are and what you're doing right now. It's and...
1: yeah, we gotta plan our next project though. It's oh been yeah. a minute, it's been a minute.
0: I'm I'm always ready, always game, and oh, you know, let's do it. whatever whatever you got planned and and rigged and ready to go. I'm oh,
1: you know me, I've always got some sort of project up my sleeve. <laughs>